Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hey, everybody. That's all you got? That's what I say every week. <laughs> That's a good point. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What do you got this week, sir? Um, well, although I said I was bound and determined last week to have alcohol in front of me today, I couldn't make it happen, but... Um, so I'm drinking a kiwi strawberry all natural snapple. We weren't that determined, but I'll make up for it with mine. Hey, one of the... but my my stuff's made from the best stuff on earth. Wait till you hear mine. Okay. Okay, ready? Ready. I'm drinking Kermit the Hop. Okay, I've Bi- got to, I've got to see the uh, the label here. Let me see. From it. Bison Brewing Company. This is awesome, dude. It's actually out of Berkeley. Nice. Um, I'm actually going to put the link to their website in the show notes. They got an Instagram and stuff. It's pretty cool. So I'm going to read the label. It says, it's not always easy being green. Sexy organic hops aren't easy to come by. This year, we scored hella organic Simcoe and finally brewed a palate-wrecking double IPA, our hoppiest beer ever. Drinking green never tasted this good. Boom. It literally says boom. Okay, I find it funny when you held up the label, you did it really fast and it said organic, but I thought it said orgasmic. And then I said sexy after that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> anyway, it's an organic beer out of, out of Berkeley, California. Uh, it's, it's really cool. Actually, on their website, I kind of dived in their website a little bit more. And they have a site, uh, a section where it says the beers that they have, um, all year, um, seasonals, and then one-off kegs. One of them was literally, literally called the Barry White Vo- Voice in a Barrel. So I'm guessing it's very deep and rich. I'm guessing. I don't know. It was. I thought it was pretty cool. It's a, it's a cool brewing company, um, fairly local to me, and uh, so check it out. We'll put a link in the show notes. And it's definitely hoppy and amazing. Sweet. All right. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will can be found at IMO Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitch Radio, so take the time to give us a positive rating and like and share us on all the other social medias. And please keep the reviews coming. We haven't gotten any more written reviews, but we did get two uh, two more five-star reviews. So, I mean, I'll take that. So sweet. Boom! So thanks to everybody who takes the time to do that. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, yeah. So we do have the timestamps in the show notes for non-SWOTOR fans. We have a little bit of SWOTOR to cover this week. Uh, so if you want to skip straight to Star Wars or pop culture, uh, you can easily do that in the show notes. Give us feedback on Twitter, leave us a comment on Facebook, or our website if you have suggestions for how we can improve the show. So very quickly this week, audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast. You can get a 30-day free trial with our link, and that is in the show notes and on our website as well. And um, I don't know, what am, what am I listening to this week? I'm back to the Ari Salvatore novel. Um, the Companions Codex number three, and I'm about halfway through with it, and I just, I love his writing, and the auto, audiobooks are, are amazing, so I definitely highly recommend that. Cool. I still need to finish the, uh, the Lords of the Sith, um, but I just got my, my monthly credit from Audible, so, so I think I'm gonna try the, uh, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe book. 
Yep, I've got that in the queue uh, after the Ari Salvatore novel, so I'm uh, definitely going to check that out too. So once we do, we will uh, let you know how it is. And patreon.com slash usual podcast. Uh, you can donate $1 or $2 a show, and we thank everybody who does that. And um, yeah, every little bit helps, and more quality, more equipment, and we're gearing up for uh, Comic-Con, so... The more the merrier, the better. Yeah, don't forget if we get up to $50 per episode, Marshall's going to streak at Comic-Con. Indeed, I did say that. And if we can get $50 an episode, I will streak at Comic-Con. <laughs> All right, man. So should we get straight to... Uh, my wife's giving me the look like I shouldn't streak at Comic-Con. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, 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 we'll cross that bridge when we get to 50 bucks an episode. How about that? No, you'll be streaking <laughs> across that bridge that crosses in front of the convention center. <laughs> Well, that won't be the strangest thing you see on that bridge, though. Honestly, uh, that bridge is no. I, I'm just gonna love it if you uh, if you run, if you do it running past all the uh, people from Westboro. <laughs> oh, oh, with the signs. Oh, yeah. that's gonna be awesome. I'll just stand there while they're preaching. <laughs> all right, let's move on. All right, man. So let's get to uh, Sotor, huh? Yep. We want to start off with uh, some community stuff, as we normally do. Uh, Master Lou seems to be a recurring character in this section, which I'm okay with. I want to I want to give a little shout out for him again because he actually included us in a community content and more blog he did last week, and it was really cool talking about different members of the community. Goes and talks about what's good about the game, what's not, that kind of stuff. And um, he put our banner up, and I mean we're highlighted heavily on that. And so I'm gonna hype myself being on his blog. How about that? Sweet. <laughs> now we want to thank Master Lou for being a, a fan of the show. So um, keep it up, man, and we will definitely uh, tune into the pop culture section. I have some ideas for um, meetups for when we go to San Diego Comic Con, since I know you're down there. So uh, tune in. We'll get back to that in a little bit. Also, we changed our logo. Should we talk about that real quick? <laughs> yeah, we should. All right. So I had this idea. I've been listening to this podcast. You'll hear it later. I had this idea. I was like, you know what? We talk about beer. Let's put our deal on a on a bottle cap and. And, and, and I'll put our names on it and put symbols on it. I think it'll be cool, right? And I told Will that and he said, you want me to start working on something? I said, well, sure. I mean, I suck at Photoshop. I'm, I'm just kind of coming up with stuff and there's no way I could reproduce it. And what? A couple hours later? <laughs> Not even? Yeah, it was like two and a <laughs> half hours later. Uh, I get this uh, message from Will and he's like, uh, what do you think? I put it in Dropbox and I looked. I was like, that's the freaking coolest thing I've ever seen. So if you haven't seen it, our logo is changed and it's going to be that for a while. We're going to work on, you know, we'll talk about it in a couple minutes, but, uh, Cantina Cast suggested a getting t-shirts and stuff made up, which is something I wanted to do for Comic-Con anyway. So we're working on getting the logo on there. Um, Will did a great job. I'm really happy with it. And we actually got some positive feedback from, uh, the bad feeling guys too. They tweeted about it. So yeah, I was, was excited cool. to see that. So thanks guys for that. We appreciate that. Yes. Thank you. Give Will some love if if you like the logo and say, hey, dude, good job. I did. <laughs> dude, I had to make it weird, right? You always you always go a little bit a little bit longer and you make it just a little weird. Uh, whatever, you sound like my students. Okay, moving on. So we we mentioned a couple weeks ago the GGC. Their latest episode went up a couple weeks ago. Um, one thing we did forget. Um, we didn't really forget. I just well maybe we forgot. Who cares? So we want to say an official farewell to Torocast. On that episode at the end, um, Roe did give the news that Torocast is going away and, uh, he's moving. Uh, I think he's moving to Arizona. He'll be doing more podcasts and stuff later, he says, but he's gonna, 
He's done with Torocast. It's the longest running fan podcast for Sotor, and they've been doing a great job. He's been the host for that for, I think, over two years. Uh, so I just want to give him a big, you know, farewell, good luck, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and thanks for being part of the community, man. And thanks for having us on your show. That was awesome. It was a great time. So. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it's been a very welcoming. And for somebody who'd never done any podcasting or radio work before, it's, it's always nice when people with experience are, are cool to the new people. I agree. And, and as far as May and Minor, who are also on that show, May does a lot of things on sort on tour community. Uh, sort sort buzz. I actually, put a link to her latest one. She does runs down the news for the week. Um, you know, and it's May. She's awesome. So uh, follow her on that. Subscribe for sure. And of course, Sorter Minor. Um, he's still working on the tour community database, um, which is phenomenal. If you haven't checked it out, he's doing awesome work over there. And so you know, you'll be able to go there basically to find all the things in Sorter that you need. So. Good luck with that, man, and keep it up, because you're awesome. So, And I like to admit, too, on this one, that episode, because they do that podcast live, and, you know, there's a video feed, Snave was there, Miner was there, May was there, and Miner was there, and, you know, we were there, and whatever, everybody was there. Um, the cool thing was, is up until that podcast, Miner had disguised his identity. Yeah, I think he accidentally just hit the feed wrong and accidentally broadcast himself. I can't even remember how it happened. All of a sudden, I was looking at, like, a statue of Darth Malgus, and then all of a sudden, he's just like, ah, oh, screw it, you know? And there he was. And so, I, I feel like I was one of the first ones to see Minor. So, Minor. Woo! Anyway. So, keep up the good work, guys. Uh, we'll miss Torocast for sure um, in my feed, in my podcast feed. But when you're doing something next, Road, hit us up, and, and we'll hang out again. So, all right. And one other thing that just came up on my radar today, um, another... It's not necessarily a SWOTOR blog. It's kind of hard to explain. I haven't dived too far into it. Um, it's called Gamers Decrypted. It's actually three SWOTOR players. And I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, I just saw it pop up today. They've only started just this month. Some really cool blogs on here, though. Um, kind of about... Let me just read their uh, their deal. It says, A blog where Pixis, Canis, and Noctur- uh, Noctuna... I'm saying all those wrong. Noctua. Probably. Noctua. There it is. Uh, three fellow SOTOR gamers write their thoughts, theories, and stories about everything from gaming to philosophy. So, I thought it was a cool angle. Um, I've checked out a couple of them, so definitely give them some love and follow them on Twitter and see what they come up with next. I thought that was cool. I think we've given the community some love, huh? Yeah, a little bit of love. Cool. Alright, man, so what did you do this week, SOTOR? Um, actually, not too much. I've been busy doing uh, a lot of other stuff with the uh, the blogs and stuff, plus uh, I, I can't remember if I ever mentioned on a podcast, but I'm shooting a helping shoot a short film for, for school. And, uh, we had a, an actor drop out. So I ended up oh, being fun. on film and, uh, <laughs> so I had to do three days of shooting this week where I played a obnoxious office manager. And so, uh, I wrapped that last night. So nice, dude. We'll, we'll definitely get it up on the, on the website. The, the film will be done in, in ready to view in uh, three or four weeks. And, it's a, it's, you know, it's not something I wrote or directed or anything, but, uh, you know, I helped do sound. I'm on screen. I, I helped produce it. So. Cool. We shall see how that goes, but that finally wrapped last night. So my, my biggest part of involvement is done. Um, but other than that, I did the Gree event a few times. You and I ran it through a couple times. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I'm really close to hitting champion level on reps. So I need to run it one more time to get that. And I started my new, uh, Sith Warrior. And I made him, uh, her, completely evil. Um, you know, even my old Sith warrior, which was mostly evil, when it came to companions, because I was trying to get most, you know, companion uh, reputation and whatnot, right. 
Right. Uh, I was still liking whatever they did, and so it wasn't completely evil. And this one is completely evil. I don't care if I'm pissing people off. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm killing people. I'm locking, you know, people out. It's, it's, yeah, so. Evil. You gotta go all the way, man. You gotta go all the way. If you're gonna go, you know, go big or go home, right? Yeah, I'm shocking vet constantly. Which is, in my opinion, really, really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I don't know what that says about me, but moving on. Uh, <laughs> So as far as my game this in game this week, uh I just there's something about twelve XP, man. You know You've got Zy- problems. I have issues. Zyost, the Grease back. Um I've pretty much only leveled my Sork and I'm loving it. I got him to forty seven and I'm about to jump to McKeb and just power level him. I might do that little leveling trick where I hold off on, I think you can have four pending missions. Mm-hmm. And so right before I hit fifty five when twelve XP turns off. Um, I won't accept those missions or whatever and, and then hit them all at once. And from what I hear, you jumped about 57. So I'm excited about that. Uh, so I'm going to do that and I'm going to keep doing that because with, and I have a Merc after that. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't stop leveling if 12 XP is up. I love the stories. I, this was, this story actually was the first story I ever did on my Inquisitor and, or on my Assassin, I should say. And there are whole sections of it I have no memory of. I mean, this was three and a half years ago. So I'm done with chapter two, I'm in chapter three, and there are parts of it I'm just like, wait, when did I do this before? So I'm I'm enjoying it, and I love leveling fast. So well, are you being when you finished the uh, the storyline? Did you uh, have, are you the same Darth name or did you? I haven't finished yet, but um, but we'll see. I haven't decided. I may not even finish the story. I just really want to get to sixty, but then I kind of want to see the story again because I don't remember it. So I don't know what I'm doing. I just like 12 XP. <laughs> and when it's off, I find a hard time, because I have like three tunes that are like 57, 58, and I haven't done anything with them. Because there's no 12 times XP. Well, take them to Rishi and, and Yavin. Rishi and... takes forever. Ugh. I oh, know, Marshall, I know. stop whining. I know, I'm whining. <laughs> I'm sorry. So anyway, I'm really having fun with 12 XP. And the Gree event's fun, too. I popped into that with you a couple times, and that was fun. Um, I'm close to... I'm over halfway to legendary. Um, I'd like to see that. I'd like to cap that out before the event's done. So I'll work on that a little bit this weekend for sure. So, all right, man. Anything else or news? No, that's it. Let's go on to news. All right. So Sortor news. We don't have a whole heck of a lot. Um, there were a lot of like server issues and stuff like that. I'll kind of hit on that in a second. Um, one thing that jumped out at me that was cool though was the Hypercrate Platinum Packs. We did talk about this last week. Um, and they, what is it? Eric put up three questions that were commonly asked. So they hear the answers to them. So one question was, are platinum packs going to change the drop rate of the packs themselves? And he said, no, uh, pack drop rates will remain untouched. The platinum pack is simply an additional bonus pack with a more select set of items associated with it. So there's that is con. And that's the other question is content with the platinum packs exclusive to the platinum pack. And it says, no, all items obtained from the Platinum Pack can be obtained from the regular packs of the same name, and the Platinum Packs uh, simply give an additional and better opportunity to obtain some of the more desirable items from the pack. So remember we talked about last week, too, these are like the high, the super rare and the rare items. They kind of right. make it a little easier to obtain them if you buy a Hypercrate, so, which is a, a decent reward for Hypercrate. So a lot of people turn around and sell these, you know, the high price, the super rare items on the GTN, and... And if you have a better chance of getting those items and you don't want those items, 
that's just a way to kind of get your money back. Um, whether you spend real money or cartel or, uh, you know, cartel coins or credits. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Hyper crates are expensive. <laughs> yeah, they are. Even, I mean, even on the GTN, I mean, what are they? 10 million? Something like that? Yeah. It's ridiculous. At least on our server. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of credits. I'm not, not as flush as I used to be. So I, I want to get there again, but I, I've been doing a lot of leveling. I talked about that already. Okay. Uh, what is the buying rule for Platinum Packs is the last question. So Platinum Packs are buying on pickup. It's our goal to keep Platinum Packs as a bonus to the Hypercrate experience and not a replacement for the existing packs. However, contents of the Platinum Packs retain their normal buying rules. So, like I just said, you can turn around and sell stuff on the GTN if you want to. So. All right. Uh, there's really not a whole lot. Uh, there was really a lot of weird technical things. So one thing that happened was uh, preferred status unlock issues. So, if you're a preferred player, it says we've caught an, an issue related to two of the purchasable items for the preferred status players. The, the unlocks are in question are crew skill, assignment slot for account, and unlock additional quick bar account. And so, basically, they're not working from what I get. So, it says if a preferred player purchases one of these unlocks and then attempts to use it, it will not work. And they'll receive an error. So they're trying to fix that for 3.2.1, which they're slated for Tuesday, the 26th, a week from tonight, actually. There's a lot of stuff slated for Tuesday. I'm really hoping they pull it off because there's some issues that people are kind of upset about. The Greed Conquest they went in and finally fixed. We'll put a link in the show notes. You can follow that thread. Um, 3.2c, it was a super quick fix, basically. they The servers were barely down, I think, for maybe not even two hours. And they fixed that. So the Gree Conquest event will go on as planned. And let's see. There was an issue, and this was the big one. The Torque Hard Mode Fire Changes caused problems. So they made a change, and Tate came out and said, I checked with the team, and they're aiming to address the floor vents um, VFX in 3.2.1. And they're also aiming, hoping to address the roaming men occasional bouncing on a console instead of a player. A lot of the community has been talking about this. I don't play these fights. I haven't done hard mode anything in a long time. Uh, right. So definitely use the link if you're interested in this and this affects you. You probably already know about it anyway. Um, but again, that's not until Tuesday. So if you're trying to do hard mode, uh, that's going to be kind of an issue. So that bug's still going to be there. And let's see. The Harbinger went down again, and I like the thread name. You killed the Harbinger hamster again. I thought <laughs> that was funny. And then they did a whole maintenance on West Coast servers on Monday. Um, yesterday, and it was down for quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, but they, they did finally get the servers back up. So it's, everything seems to be working now. There's only one thing that's still not going to be fixed until Tuesday, and that is, uh, character transfers seem to be offline. So if you're trying to camp, uh, transfer a character, Tate says, uh, I see a number of questions about this, so I want to let you know character transfer service will be available again with 3.2.1. So hopefully that stays true to, uh, you know, Tuesday and doesn't get fixed and doesn't get moved around. They said something about patch notes possibly being out tomorrow. So by the time you listen to this, you probably check out the patch notes for yourself. So, and I think this is the last thing here, right? Um, let's yeah. see. This is lightsabers from the Estran imports reputation have barrels instead of hilts. So this is obviously a bug and it's also slated for Tuesday as well. And, um, oh yeah. And that's where he said he's going to have the patch notes up. So, uh, I don't know about this particular issue. I'm not trying to buy barrels or hilts at this moment. I'm leveling. 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 Alright. You and your leveling. Me and my leveling. Okay. That's kind of all we have for SWOTOR. I was thinking 
kind of keep it loose for a discussion topic. Anything you want to talk about? I wish. Agree. Anything? You know, I, I don't think I've ever talked about this before, but I wish we could have stackable armor and... <laughs> no, I'm just I kidding. Almost, I almost spit my beer all over my monitors, dude. That... I was like, oh my god, is he gonna have, is he gonna say something new? And it, <laughs> freaking stackable armor. Okay, yeah. We no, all know. We no, 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 we're, we're, armor. I was, that was a joke. We're not going down that rabbit hole today. We can't. I will cut it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Continue. Do you have no, another? That, that was pretty much it. <laughs> oh my god. I thought you were gonna have something else. Alright. <laughs> uh, the one thing I actually would like to see the Greek come back a little more often. I'd like to see events come back a little more often. And, this is just something that, for me, as far as a, mostly I'm, I'm a solo player, mostly I do, you know, dailies and leveling. I, I honestly would like to see the Gree come back once a month, kind of like, um, Bounty Contract, ba- Bounty Contract Week. Uh, I don't know really anybody that does Bounty Contract anymore. Uh, I've toyed with the idea of going back to Bounty Contract, but, you know, if I knew, you know, second week we'd have Gree, third week we'd have Bounty Contract. You know, and then bring the Rackle event back. I mean, maybe not every month, maybe every other month, but I'd like to see... Oh, and that's not a bad idea. I just came up with this. What about summer of events? Like an event, summer event. Like bring all the events back all at the same time for like a month. Even July. the Grand Acquisitions race? Yeah, I mean, they're, they said they're not going to bring that back. But I, I don't know. Why not? Who cares? I like that event. Some people actually like stupid, grindy things where you have to go around and pick up boxes and crap, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of my play style. I mean, give it, give it all to us for a month when you don't have much coming out. But the one thing we are going to have come out is next month we do have, uh, the June 14th thing around E3. Uh, you know, to go along with, I think after that, I mean, that's around E3. People are predicting all kinds of different things. We've kind of speculated a little bit, you know, expansion, whatever. I don't know if you've had any new ideas since then, but I think this just for fun. Having all the events running at the same time, give everybody, you know, maybe they have some new, even beyond the, what, the, what was the last incentive they have for new players that came out? The, uh, before May the 4th, what was the thing they just had? I just flew out of my head. Anyway, just some new incentive for new players, run all the events, get all their content running at the same time. I don't know. It's just, for me, it'd give me a... No, the, the, the last thing I remember for new players was 12XP. Yeah, if you sign up and become a sub. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know, man. I think I think it's a little weird. They're never going to do all the events at once, especially they're never going to bring the Grand Acquisition race back. But I don't know. I think it'd be kind of fun for summer if they don't have a lot going on. But who knows what they're going to announce in, in June. I don't think they're going to launch anything in June, um, honestly. But they're going to get some kind of announcement. We still know we have the housing thing coming. We have Togruta. We have, you know, various other things coming, so I don't know. I, I'm, I, I think summertime is a time to get new players in. People have to school off. People have, uh, you know, downtime. I know I have a lot more gaming time in the summertime than I do, um, when I'm working because, I mean, I'm on one of those schedules where I don't work in the summer. So, you know, it's, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, and actually, you know, you brought up, uh, something that I'm curious. Where is E3? LA. It's in LA. Uh, alright, so, any other, any other things for Sotor you want to talk about this week? No, I think it was a pretty light week, and I'm, uh, good for what we've done. Cool, man. Alright, so let's get over to Star Wars. Star Wars section. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> Sorry, I'm all amped up after our technical issue. I'm gonna keep saying that. Every once in a while I'm gonna say technical issue, and then I wonder if anybody will be like, I wonder what their technical issue was. 
<laughs> Welcome to the Star Wars section of the show, if you just joined us. Start with community. What do you think we're going to say? <laughs> if you listened to our last episode, we've actually had a few episodes kind of in a row. Uh, we had an episode that dropped last Thursday. And, yes, we did. And that was episode 16, our normal format. And then we had episode 17 that kind of, that came out on Sunday evening. And that show was, we had our first guest on the show. And that was the boys, Joa and Mike from the Cantina cast. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I wanted to include them again this week. And I just wanted to again thank them on the air if they're listening. You guys are awesome. I, I hope to do it again soon. Uh, we've got, we've, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from that show. It's just been, it's been really good for both shows, I think. I mean, I, I can say that, but. Um, better for our show than theirs because they're kind of a big deal already. So I appreciate yeah. them coming on our show. And um, I looked today, and they have a Friends of the Cantina page on their website, and we're on there. Nice, we're on there. Yeah, I saw the uh, the tweet change. I think Becca put us up there. It's cool. It's really cool. I mean, it's kind of an honor to be on that page. I mean, Coffee with Kenobi's on the page, the Bearded Trio's mm-hmm. on that page, Jedi News, uh, MakingStarWars.net. Um, those are some big, big players in the Star Wars community, man. And, and being on that page, I think is, is really cool. So thank you boys for that. And, uh, hopefully we can do it again soon. So yeah, we got a seat at the kids table. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're looking up at the adult table, right? <laughs> we can see their, that we are. We can see their knees and stuff, right? Cause our table's lower. Yes. You got that? <laughs> I was going to make a really dirty joke about seeing what's going on underneath Let's the table, not but. do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's for the explicit show that's going to happen at some point, right? All right. At some point, yeah. At some point. All right. So, speaking of making Star Wars.net, I actually just saw this on their feed today. Uh, they put out pictures from the Wired cover. And, uh, yeah, I saw ahead. that. That was really cool. Yeah. So, this is the, uh, the, so Wired Magazine next month's issue is going to feature, I don't know. What did you see, dude? What'd you think? Uh, well, I saw it's a tri panel cover. And, you know, of course, it's featuring, you know, well, the, the, the whole basis of it is it's a, a major anniversary for ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, which uh, Lucas uh, helped, uh, well, Lucas did create for the, when he was doing Star Wars, and uh, it's just become a, an industry juggernaut in, in graphic design and, and CGI. And uh, so it's basically a whole bunch of uh, references to what ILM has done. And so the, the main front cover is George Lucas and Kathleen Kennedy and BB-8 and... and JJ you know, and Yoda. Uh, and... Yeah. But it, once you unfold it, you see Ron Howard, who's, you know, used it for, I'm sure, uh, Apollo 13 and, right. and you know, other things. And it's got Transformers with uh, Michael Bay. And it's just, it's really kind of cool to see all the different stuff on there. Right, and the last page, I think, was kind of cool, too. Iron Man, Hulk... Um... Yeah. Like Davy Jones, you know, uh, Slimer. I mean, it's, it's the whole gamut. I think it's really neat. I'm looking forward to this issue. I'm definitely going to pick this up for sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. And the issue itself is going to have a feature, just kind of the history of ILM, right? Yeah. And I, and I love those, those, uh, features on history of, of industry things. I'm actually, you know, you know, this is a little bit early for podcast corner, but I, uh, I'm catching up on the Doom Buggies podcast and cool. the one I happen to listen to, uh, Yesterday was uh, episode three, and it was a history of the uh, Haunted Mansion holiday overlay. Oh, nice with the uh, um, Jack with Jack Skellington. Yep. Yeah, it was so it was really cool to you know they're talking about how it's had like three different soundtracks and 
you know, the, the different artwork. It's really kind of cool. To, it was a hour and a half podcast that's talking about the history of specifically that part of the ride. I can't wait to dive into that one. And the reason I haven't is because of the one I'm going to mention when we get to Podcast Corner. But let's hold off on that for a minute. Um, right. So next thing, we want to talk comics. Only one this week, right? Yeah, there's only one major one that we're reading this week, uh, and that's uh, Vader 5. And, um, go, yeah, what were your, I mean, I don't know, I read it today, I really, I think this is one of the stronger ones of this series, honestly. Uh, yeah, absolutely, the, the artwork is fantastic, but the first thing that jumped out at me was the cover. And This is one of the best Star Wars covers I've seen so far. I was going to say, let's start with that, because I mean, I hadn't, I didn't read it right away, I picked it up, what I think came out last Wednesday, I picked it up, and I just picked it, and I just read it today, and I'm looking at the cover, and... I had it at work sitting on my table all day waiting for my break and I was going to read it. And I looked a little closer. I was like, okay, there's a red lightsaber and then there's two other lightsabers. I mean, this cover is phenomenal. I didn't, I haven't looked to see if there's any variant covers. I don't know if you did. Um, but the one I have is, is excellent and it's really, really cool. And it, and it actually gives a nice little nod to what happens, uh, actually in the story. So yeah, let's start in the, in the kind of in the beginning. We pick up basically they they come across this base right that they were looking for in the last issue, and and as we know, it's all about that base. It's all oh god, you and your oh that was a good one, dude. I like that. I, my daughter sings that song. <laughs> She's she has a uh, she has a, a kid she goes to school with, but she goes. I guess the little girl says bubble base, bubble base, no trouble. And like they, and so she <laughs> sings it all the time. And I'm like, but those aren't the words, but it's adorable. But moving on. It is, no, no, really quick is, uh, you know, there's obviously, there's the, the Star Wars spoof on that. If you, have you seen that? Hmm. It's, it's all about, it's, it's all about that base, about that base, no rebels. Oh, that's tight. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Ge- uh, the, the website Geeks Are Sexy posts it okay. every once in a while. I'll have to check it out. It's really good, but, uh, it's just, it's ironic because I, uh, on my binge blog, which we'll get back, get to in my blogs, but I just posted it yesterday, and I watched Lip Sync Battle this week, and it was Derek Huff versus Julianne Huff, you know, from Dancing with the Stars. Right. And Julianne Huff did the a Lip Sync too. It's all about that base. Oh, nice. And Megan Trainer came out and did it with her. So. <laughs> That's cool, dude. Uh, so back to Vader. I, again, I think this is one of the stronger ones. So they end up at the base. Uh, Vader. I mean, how do we want to talk? I mean, obviously spoilers. Yeah. Let's just start with that. Spoilers. Uh, so, I love the droids. Dude, Triple Zero is, like, seriously, it's C-3PO's evil twin. And I think I said this, I, I think I said this a few weeks ago, he's like a protocol droid on the outside and an HK droid on the inside. Exactly. You know? That's exactly what it is. And he's, he's, he's awesomely evil. He's got the best lines. I, I texted you, uh, I took a picture of, of the page, one of the best lines. I don't remember what it said now, but, uh. No, I'll bring it up and I'll, I'll say it right here. Yeah, yeah, it's, bring uh, it up. What is he it? says, no, it didn't stop me from killing them and draining their blood. I'm not sure what that has to do with anything, BT. <laughs> Politeness costs nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. This, every time, and I think this goes back to the original trilogy when you have, when C-3PO and R2 are on the screen, I mean, it can be about them. I mean, this is a Vader comic. You get these two droids, and they're hilarious, they're diabolical, and it makes a lot of sense they're hanging out with Vader. Uh, so, Oh, absolutely. So their role is obviously a distraction in the beginning of this. They end up on the base, and Vader, 
Vader's coming in a different way, and we'll get to that in a second, but the droids kind of just, like, walk in, and they're talking, and everybody's, you know, they're they're waiting, they're waiting, and the the droids are like, oh, we're here for, um, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, we're the distraction. And then Vader comes in, and, and a bunch of dudes fly out the airlock, which is awesome. I don't know if it's an airlock, but they fly out the the deal. No, they 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 break through the wall and right. the uh, in, in archaeologist doctor that she, he has with her says that's what you get for not wearing magnetic clamps. Yeah. So and then they're all out, and then a bunch of people died. So that was all good. Um, the the interesting part about this, in in my opinion, is that the whole reason Vader's doing these things is to find out what the Emperor is doing, right? Right. And he's doing his own little investigation. He goes through, he takes these battle droids with him, he gets in there, and he comes across, in my opinion, I don't think we've ever seen this guy before, right? We haven't seen this. Not that I can recall. Okay. So, this, this, I don't know, I guess cyborg's the best way to put it. The cyborg comes out and he says, he basically says, hey, no, before that, before that, I forgot. Remember the, the lightsaber wielding dudes? Uh, yeah. the brother and sister. So, Vader comes across these two folks who have lightsabers right and uh, immediately you think they're force users right and vader makes the comedy says and i thought it was kind of funny he says the the force is weak with you right (laughs) which i thought was awesome uh and they said yeah but that's not what they're going for they're not they're somewhere in between the force like he basically they basically kind of write off the force and in the sith and the jedi as archaic and old and not not what they're going for i don't know what do you think on that um, well, as I was explaining to you earlier, as I was reading this, I kept falling asleep on my bed. <laughs> so, I actually need to read from that part on, but I, it was a little bit confusing to me, too. It's It was weird. So, I'm not sure where they're going with this, um, and mostly because you get these two folk, these two brother and sister, they're fighting, they they almost fight Vader, then someone else comes out, and there's this, there's this um, cyborg. He comes out, and he basically starts talking about kind of the same thing. We're, we're reaching beyond the force. We're not, you know, we're somewhere in between the force and basically what I am and what we're going to be. And I'm like, this is really weird to me. And Vader doesn't want to have anything to do with it. And he's about to chop him down. And again, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Emperor comes out and he basically reveals himself from behind. Like, it's almost like a, you know, in the, in, you know, in a cop movie where someone's behind the two way mirror or two way glass. Yeah. And, and he just reveals himself and he says, no, that's enough. And, and then we kind of, we kind of end in a cliffhanger. There's this nice, uh, I don't, what do you call it in comics where it, it, you see all the characters on a spread. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, you see a bunch of, of what the Emperor's been working on. You see what, what looks like an Imperial probe droid from episode five. You see this, this. Mon Calamari. A Trandoshan. Yeah, you see someone that looks very much like, you know, a, a cybernetically enhanced version of Bosk, you know, a Trandoshan. You see there was the weird girl with the probes around her. I mean, I'm very intrigued by this, but I'm also very confused. Because outside of the probe droid reconnaissance thing, whatever you want to call it, I don't recall any of these things happening um, in the in the trilogy at all. So I don't know where they're going and how it's going to tie in with the rest. Um, maybe we'll talk about it more next week. I... Well, you also have to remember, you know, this is all canon, right? But, but that's what I'm saying. It is, but the funny thing is, it's like, before we got a, a 
a specific explanation of what Canada is now, we would consider this EU back in the day. Yep. And so you got to remember when, you know, Heir to the Empire came out, you know, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Thrawn. Thank you. You know, Thrawn was all of a sudden, he was there the whole time. We just didn't know he was there. Same thing with, like, you know, Shadows the Empire with Prince Zizor and, and all that stuff. You know, it's just, there, Mara Jade is another prime example. That's a good point. And the one. So it's, it's not unheard of for them to just, uh, instill characters, um, without any explanation. And I guess, I, I guess I don't have a problem with them bringing characters in that don't have any relevance later. I think what it is is the concept I think is really interesting. I'm wondering how they're going to weave it in and wondering if it's going to show up in episode seven, episode seven, eight, nine. Yeah, what I found, what I find more interesting about that specific group is that the Emperor and, well, the Empire as a whole and the Emperor in particular is one for being very, uh, anti-alien. Yeah, it's true. So it's really weird that he's, you know, this is, this could be kind of like a, a strike force or something that he's created this, this force of some sort and more than half of them are, are non-human. Right. And, uh... I'm wondering, do you think this has... No, I don't like that idea. So, the one thing I wanted to say, too, is that the girl of the of the brother and sister says, I'm a great admirer of you, uh, of your kind, Lord Vader. Right? And what they kind of say, and then the other guy says, I am something new and far from human. Uh, and he says, what is it? That is what it is about, Vader. What you don't understand and what the Emperor does. We have a chance to make something better. So, I mean, we're not, we don't get the answer in this book at all, but I'm wondering what the Emperor has in mind and how it fails before we get to episode five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't know. This is, okay. I mean, this is interesting because this is unlike, um, uh, Leia and Kane and, and Big Thunder, these are not limited runs. So this is, Vader's going to be an ongoing comic from as far as I know. It is. And so, and the other thing, right before it ends, the, I guess his name is Silo 5, you know, because he replaced Silo 4, who didn't return. Um, he says, I am here to prove that the Emperor only really needs an apprentice in a ceremonial role. His strong right hand needs the firmest grip, and I am here to show that my creations have a tighter hold than you. That could just be a reference to the the hand of the Emperor, or the Emperor's hand, you know, Mara Jade. I'm and- with you. And I would and, love to uh, see them bring that in, you know, bring that into canon for sure. So anyway, any other thoughts on this? I mean, I I like this series where it's going now, but I'm I'm a little I'm just keep wondering. I don't know where does it fit, but I don't really care because I like the story. Yeah, well, you can't really. I mean, the thing is, they're they're basically building canon from scratch now. True. So you can't really question where it. It doesn't fit into Lucas's deal. That's for sure. Right, but you can't look at where it fits into the whole new canon yet either because it's not developed around it yet. Right. I'm just wondering if there's something in Episode 7 um, and what we're going to get on September 4th with all this other stuff, and are we going to get a bunch of like, oh, I saw that in the Vader comic, or I saw that in, in you know, in this deal or this deal or whatever. So I'm, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So I'm excited. So I'm, I'm overanalyzing a little bit. I enjoyed the book much better than... That's better than Layer 3, that's for sure. Okay, <laughs> so should we move on to... You have this in here about Lando. Ooh, let's talk Lando, bro. Woo! Yeah, some, something hit <laughs> uh, hit the web today, and it was an interview with Lawrence Kasdan. 
everyone knows he you know he was the director on Empire, mm-hmm. and he was uh, asked about Lando's pre- presence in in you know in the ongoing canon from here on out, and so he hinted the the question is. It says, when Vanity Fair sat down with Kasdan, the magazine's writer asked him if Lando Calrissian would also be returning for The Force Awakens. While some of the original cast returns for the new film, film Billy D. Williams has not been included in any of the pre-release hype. Quote, right now there's no Lando Calrissian in this movie. In this movie, Kasdan said, but Lando I don't think is finished in any way, shape, or form. Now, this is, this is coming from Entertainment Weekly, so it's a pretty, you know, it's a, it's a very, Reputable. A reputable source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's two interesting things here. Is it says he's not appearing in this movie, um, which means he could appear in eight or nine or, you know, one of the, one of the anthology films. True. Um, plus, you know, he was brought in to be a co, uh, story writer on this one by JJ. So he obviously has, you know, it's not just like it's somebody from the past that's, mm-hmm. has thoughts. He's, a, he's, you know, you know, specifically involved with the current uh, trilogy. And I'm going to go back to one of my ideas from weeks ago, too. If you're going to bring Lando in, you're going to bring him in in Episode Eight. He didn't show up until Episode 5 in the original trilogy, right? Right. So you bring him in Yeah, in and, you know, I'm drawing... I, I, I mean, so Kasdan didn't direct uh, 5. He wrote 5, and I think he directed 6. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, it was Irving Kirshner that did 5. Yes, you're correct. So, no hate mail. My bad, before we get all the, the complaints from the fanboys. Yeah, no hate mail, we correct ourselves, get off us. Okay, so, moving on. Uh, <laughs> so, but I mean, I think you bring him in in eight. You have to, in some kind of role, but this time, you bring him in on, on the resistance side, you bring him in on the side of good, and you give him a role. You know? Actually, you know, I wouldn't bring him in, well, maybe in eight, but I would actually possibly bring him in in, in uh, Rogue uh, Rogue One. I thought about that too because that's in between. Is he, it is. is he too old though? Because you can't bring you. The problem is you can't bring in Billy D. And you can't. You don't want to do Lando without Billy D. Yeah, it's that's my only concern. You bring him in in Rogue One. That happens in between four and uh, three. You know, three and four, right? No, between four. Uh, yeah, between three and four. And I think that would be the perfect place to bring him in because. You know, he would be part of that CD underworld where they're trying to get the plans and whatnot. But do you think the nerd world would uh, have an issue? Star Wars, uh, Star Wars community might have an issue if you bring in Lando and he's not Billy D. We go back to those conversations of who would play who. You know, if you know you didn't bring back the the big three, you know, Car- Carrie and Mark and and um, and Harrison, you don't bring them back. Who do you replace them with? So then you go back, you go to anthology. Who do you put Billy D? This is a big if, and I, in you know, major speculation, and it's you know, ninety nine point nine 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 percent not happening. But if they were to cast it, I would say the logical choice would be to bring in uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman, who is already cast as Black Panther in the Marvel oh, universe, right? Yeah, yeah, and he has already pulled off playing Jackie Robinson and. Uh, yeah. Uh, James Brown on screen, so he already has a knack for being able to fill big shoes. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I want to see Billy D on screen again. Oh no, of course you want Billy D. But yeah, you're right. That's that's not a bad okay. choice. If if you do have if you do follow along with that that rumor that one of the big three are going to die by the end of seven, mm-hmm. 
and that it's going to be Han. Right. It just makes sense that Billy D would come back for eight for, you know, whatever funeral they have. and True. Maybe post. it's not a big role. You're right. I don't know. I like the idea. I like that Lando's not off the table. Yeah. Right. That's that's the big thing to pull away. I mean, that's the only thing you can really pull away from this bit of news is that it's just not off the table. Exactly. All right, man. So, Podcast Corner? Podcast Corner. All right. I have a great one this week. You already brought up um, Doom Buggies. Uh, I yes. can I cannot wait to dive into that one, to be honest with you. Uh, it's really entertaining. And they're... they're I mean, there's really not a ton. I mean, it's been on for uh, about a year and a half, mm-hmm. and they only have, I think, 13 or 14 episodes, yeah. so it's really not a ton to catch up on, but it's really entertaining. Well, the one I have to catch up on that I just got into that I can't stop listening to is, like, almost 70 episodes, so I don't know what I'm doing. I did, you know, and this is, and the reason I'm bringing this up, it's very similar to Disney Dish, which I've been, been recommending in the last couple of sections of Podcast Corner, because... It's so easy to dive through 70 episodes when you listen to it in the speed that I listen to it at. And at the same time, it's, it's highly interesting. The information isn't necessarily dated because it's in the last couple of years if you're talking about, uh, you know, theme parks and such. So the, uh, recommendation that I have, and I'll definitely put a link in the, in the show notes is called Strange Brews. And a buddy of mine, Tim Stello, who we actually interviewed, Will and I interviewed mm-hmm. on the Flipside podcast a few weeks ago. Um, so if you want to check that out, it's on our website as well. He writes for BuzzFeed. He's written for the Times. He's, he's, a, he's a great guy, but we brew beer together. And he was just, he's back in town and he's, and we were hanging out the other day, having a couple beers, trying some stuff. And he said, have you listened to this podcast called Strange Brews? I said, no, I haven't. It sounds amazing. And he said it is. And it's actually, um, let me, uh, I want to pull up the thing here because I want to get it correct. Strange Brews. It's, it's a beer podcast from WBEZ, Chicago's public radio station. It's hosted by Andrew Gill, Allison Cuddy, and Tim Akamoff. Uh, it's, I, I, okay. So the format is this and, as you know, we are, we do talk about beer at the front of the show. I'm a big fan of beer. I like good beers, like craft brews. I love trying new beers. And this podcast is right in my alley. I'm, the only regret I have is I didn't, wasn't turned on to it sooner. Uh, <laughs> considering they're almost at 70 episodes now. So the way they kind of do the show is they do some beer news in the beginning. You know, what's going on in the beer industry kind of thing, which is really cool. Uh, they do interviews sometimes with bre- different brewers, different breweries. Um, they had a bonus episode with a really, really cool what they call Gypsy Brewer, um, where he kind of goes around and brews with different breweries. So he doesn't have his own brewery, um, right. but he's really has a high reputation of like uh, producing amazing beers with other breweries. It's really cool. He's like a traveling brewmaster. Exactly. And um, so they talk beer the whole time. I learn stuff about beer that I didn't even know, although I brew and do other things and love beer. Um, at the end, which I love, is that they do uh, beer tastings. So the three hosts will each bring a beer they want to taste. They'll crack them open. One guy actually uses his ring to crack open beers. I kind of want to learn how to do that. I think that's kind of badass. Um, <laughs> so and they all and they talk about their beers. Um, and then they recommend at the end they recommend breweries that are doing something cool or new breweries and something to keep their eye on and stuff like that. I'm 
falling down the rabbit hole of this one, man. Uh, fortunately, I'm caught up on Swotor podcasts and pretty much everything else. And, uh, you know, so I just been listening to those. I'm like six episodes in now. It's phenomenal. Really, really good. Cool. So that's mine for this week. Can't recommend them highly enough if you're into beer. And the one thing I wanted to bring up with this too is I really appreciate the community, the Swotor community and the Twitter community and people who have been talking beer with me online. I love it. Um, I've been following more breweries on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, I'm getting pretty cool feedback from, from people. And, uh, this will lead into kind of the, the Comic Con thing later that I want to talk about, but it's been, it's been really fun. So I want to keep that dialogue going. Check out this, this, uh, podcast for sure and, uh, keep recommending beers. I'm going to run out of beers in my area that I can get. So I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to start buying them online and stuff. So here we go. <laughs> You have to join like Beer of the Month Club or something. Something. I have to do something. I literally was standing in the store today like, I did that one on that week. I've done that one. I've done that one. I've done, I can, I, I can only yeah, do Yeah, I'm so sure many. they've got an equivalent of Loot Crate for beers. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things like that. And they do it with wine too. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. So I'm going to figure out what else to spend my money on, my friend. So. Cool. Alright, man. So I guess we're done with, uh, with Star Wars and pop culture. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're done with, we're done with Star Wars and our podcast corner, so let's head into the last section, man. What the hell is going on? It's Cheryl! She's in the cockpit! I think she's trying to kill us all! Oh, good. Woof. <laughs> For a second there, I thought I drank too much. I'll let yeah, you we take it away. a pretty light week for pop culture. I've only got uh, two bits of news. It, it hit, hit the website uh, the last couple days that, um... The director for Mad Max has said that uh, they're greenlit on Mad Max uh, sequel already. Already? And it looks like the title is going to be Wasteland. Dude, I really want to see this movie, man. I It's getting really good hype. I haven't had a chance to see it. I'm hoping to see it this weekend. Um, but we'll see how that goes. But it's just that it's, you know, it's already getting greenlit. So that's a good thing. Definitely. Um, the only other uh, news that I have is, you know, something I, I saw something pop up today. <clears throat> and it, it's been online for a few years, whatever, but, you know, if you, it turns out that the back in the day when George Lucas made Empire, he had commissioned a short film that was going to be shown in front of it in Europe and Australia. Mm-hmm. And it was a short film called Black Angel. Hmm. And it's like 25 minutes long, and it was done by a guy who had been, uh, like part of the art direction team on, on, uh, A New Hope and Empire. Cool. Well, the cool thing is, is, you know, it was filmed in Scotland and it was, you know, very, uh, it was actually very, um, influential on, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the guy who did Excalibur, yeah. um, Frankenheimer, Frank, yeah, I think it's Frankenheimer. Sure. Anyway, so very influential on him. Um, Lucas loved it. Well, the original print got lost mm-hmm. in a fire or something. Well, it turns out they found a print of it three years ago. Uh-huh. And so the, so the director has been, uh, remastering and everything, and it's now remastered, and you can stream it online. And uh, there's a link to it in the show notes. Um, but it turns out there's some big news coming out about it, uh, that's gonna be released on June 2nd. Huh. Um, so I'm thinking that they're actually gonna be doing a full-length feature, or a sequel, or something. Um, but the fact that it's, you know, that it was basically greenlit by, by George Lucas, the, the seed money for it of 25 grand was given by Lucas, uh, 
Lucas, so um, it's really cool. And then that it was influential on such a, a monumental movie of Excalibur. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I'm definitely going to be checking this out. I still haven't had a chance to watch it because I literally just found this online. Um, I think Geeks Are Sexy uh, posted it on Facebook, um, and I just saw it like an hour before we uh, started recording. So I'm going to check this out, and I'll keep everybody up to date yeah. um, after we hit the, the June 2nd news time um, news date, and we'll uh, find out what's going on. Sounds cool, man. Um, other than that, that's all I have for news. But there wasn't there, there was something about I don't have the link, and I don't know if you want to talk about it. But remember the uh, forgot the Avengers crosses a billion. Did you see that? Yeah, when we knew that was going to happen, it's yeah, yeah, all right, it's big. Now it'll be big news if it crosses two billion, which is up there with the first Avengers and Avatar, sure. and yeah. So, um, so so we'll we'll keep tracking that and see how that goes. The, the only thing I have left is uh, that, you know, don't forget I'm going to Comic-Con next week, so we're going to be recording one more show before I leave. Yep. Um, and so we'll uh, we'll keep you up to date on what happens at, at Phoenix Comic-Con. And then uh, the blogs for this week, uh, the binge blog I posted yesterday, and uh, there were some, uh, you know, a lot of season finales this week. Yeah, there were. And uh, the two that I want to bring up were The Blacklist and Scandal, both phenomenal, Um you know, I'm not going to go too in depth on either one. You know, it's just, you know, with my, my binge blog, you know, they're just one sentence reviews. And Blacklist answered a lot of questions and brought up a whole bunch more. <laughs> and Scandal, you know, uh, it's really interesting. Shonda Rhimes is just such a, a really cool storyteller. And, I mean, I've never been a big fan of Grey's Anatomy just as I wasn't, it was way too uh, uh, pulpy for me, I guess is a good way to put it, but... I've fallen in love with Scandal and and uh, How to Get Away with Murder, and she's got a fourth show that's getting greenlit for this fall. But basically, she just blew up the entire Scandal universe with this season finale, with you know people getting killed and people surviving, and cool, it's dude. just it's really insane. So if you uh, guys haven't had a chance to check it out, it's a really cool episode. Um, and then you, there was a couple of shows you wanted to talk about, so why don't you bring those up? Yeah, let me add those to, to your deal, because I know these are ones you're not watching, and I just got, I just have to say, uh, as I, I think I said this last week, but the wife and I are, are diving down the rabbit hole of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I, again, don't know why I stopped watching it. I love it. We're loving it. Um, so we're gonna power through that until we're current. Arrow and Flash also have their finales, uh, Arrows was last week. I think Flashes is tonight. Um, so we'll be diving into that in the next couple days. And the Arrow finale, I gotta say, man, that show is, I mean, I love the Flash and I know a lot of people like the Flash more than Arrow. Arrow's a little darker. I personally, I, I absolutely love where they went. I have no issues with the show and I, and I just absolutely, I can't recommend it enough. If you haven't dived into Arrow yet, I've been saying dived into a lot today. Um, but if you, <laughs> if, but if you haven't checked out Arrow, uh, you know, the third season just ended. It's f- absolutely phenomenal. It's dark. It actually, and it has, there's a bunch of episodes where it goes back and forth with the Flash. Um, they're very close knit. Uh, uh, the series are very close and it's really, really good. So. Well, they're, they're both DC, right? Yeah. For sure. And Are they going to be tying them into the, the Justice League universe when that's happening? I, I don't know. I imagine so. But the cool thing is, is that, you know, the Flash will be on the Arrow's episode. Arrow, you know, Arrow, you know, Green Arrow will be on the Flash. And then their side characters intermingle, too. And they actually have closer connections. And it's really cool, man. Uh, definitely worth watching. Flash is really good. 
That's definitely up there, but but the, but Arrow's my my favorite right now. Agents of Shield is up there for sure, and then um, I'm gonna go back to Daredevil. We watched a few episodes of it. Um, I I think because the whole series is out, and it's I can watch it anytime. I'm not worried about it. Not, I'm not worried about a Netflix original dropping off of Netflix. So yeah, I uh, I'm gonna go back to that after Agents of Shield for sure. Yeah, I'm basically waiting for the end of school before I I jump down, uh, jump onto all these. So we'll see how that goes. You'll love them, and I would love to. Oh. I'd love to have a standalone cast where we maybe talk about Arrow and Flash at the same time once you're done, or something cool. like that. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, so those are the ones I wanted to bring up. And Sweet. Um, then uh, back to my weekly top ten blog, which is going to be coming out. Um, actually, it'll be out by the time you get you guys hear this, but it'll be coming out on Wednesday. Um, and my top ten for this week are film scores. Nice. Um, and I'm just going to give you a little. Uh, Little taste right now that John Williams does take up five out of the ten. He's John, so, he's John Williams. For God's sake. He's John Williams. <laughs> you just got to deal with it. I almost gave him two more honorable mentions as well, but um, but no. So, <laughs> but don't worry. There's some Danny Elfman in there. There's some cool. Jerry Goldsmith. There's you know a bunch of other people. So you know it's it's a it's a good top ten. But that'll be out tomorrow. And then part three of my Religion in the Matrix uh, series will be out on Friday. I'm actually thinking about adding an honorable mention to yours because I know your top ten. I, I might just slap one on there and be like, "Cars honorable mention, stealthy." I might just put. It on yeah, there. and I already know what it is, and it was it was the debate between. Okay, I, I'll I'll just go ahead and tell just you that the it. one that the one that made it in over this one, and honestly, I'm, I'm still waffling back and forth. I, I haven't posted it yet, so I might change it. But I picked "L.A. Confidential" by Jerry Goldsmith. But I almost picked Hans Zimmer's Gladiator. And which is literally one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Well, it's just because you got a thing for Lisa Gerard. I love Lisa Gerard. Come on, dude. Dead can dance. I mean, her vocals on, on Gladiator are phenomenal. Have you seen that, uh, acapella group, uh, redo, uh, they do a, uh, on, uh, what is it? Now We Are Free. They do the acapella version of that. Is that Pentatonics? No, it's, uh, what's the name of that acapella group? Hold on. Anyway, this acapella group redoes that song, and honestly, dude, it's one of the coolest things you've ever seen. I'll send you a link, and maybe we'll talk about it next week, because I'm not going to be able to find it. Okay. Anyway, they do it. Honor Me, Now We Are Free. That's the song. Right. And, okay, eight, beat, eight beats, I, I just came up with it. It's called, it's, uh, I just remembered. It's Eight Beats Measure is the name of the group. And they do a rendition of Honor, uh, is it Honor Me, Now We Are Free? I think is what yeah. it is. Holy crap, dude. Listen to that. It's two minutes and 45 seconds that you will repeat eight times. <laughs> and if you get the video, when you see the kids doing it, I can't even tell you. There's, like, chills. I'm, seriously, put freaking Gladiator on your list. Okay, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. <laughs> You're, you're just a, you're an angry, angry yeah. you're an angry black man. I'm just passionate. I'm a passionate black man. I'm not there an angry we go. black man. There we go. Right? Right? Right. All right, buddy. All right. So what do we got left? Uh, just you. Oh, Comic-Con. Said, oh, yes. This is, this is what I was talking about in the beginning of the show. All right, man. So we've been, uh, talking with some folks on Twitter. Everybody knows we're going to San Diego Comic-Con. I am. Seriously working on a Star Wars Swotor meetup of some sort. It's going to be an informal thing. I'm not going to put on a party or anything, for God's sake. I mean, I'm, I'm down there to kind of party myself, right? But I would like yeah, to we get... Don't, we, we don't, have, we, we don't want to have any responsibility. Yeah, I don't want to do anything. I just want to get people together and hang out. 
So my thing is, is um, there's two breweries very close to the convention center. One is a lot closer than the other one. Um, Rock Bottom Brewery is is only a few blocks in the convention center. And what I'm thinking of is sort of a happy hour meetup between some folks we've been talking to in the Soul Tour community uh, that listen to the show, that want to show up. Uh, folks in the Star Wars community, that kind of thing. So that's ten. It's very tentative, and I'm just kind of thinking about it right now. Uh, so we'll keep you, we'll keep you in the loop for sure. But if you're interested in hanging out, we might do a live podcast. I don't know if we're gonna do it then, or if we're gonna do it later in the evenings or not. Uh, definitely, we'll do something after the community cantina. Uh, we may be pressed for time because I think that Babylon event is after that. Uh, but Ooh, we'll which, figure that out. Little, little interjection here. Don't forget, we got tickets to go see Babylon in San Jose now, too. Right. And so we're, we're double Babyloning our year this year, man. That's good. Yeah, we are. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited about the Babylon event, too, but the, the Swotor event's gonna be awesome. And, um, I know we're gonna meet up with Master Lou. And so I told him we were working on a meetup thing. So for sure, let's do a happy hour, uh, either Thursday. I'm thinking Thursday right now. Um, that's kind of before everything kind of gets crazy or maybe, yeah. or maybe Friday. It won't, Friday's kind of pushing it. I think it'd be just busyness, uh, unless we call, call ahead of time. I'll, I'll figure something out. I'm, I'm pretty good on the phone. So we'll, we'll do that and, um, we'll let you guys know, but that's kind of tentatively right now. Rock bottom brewery, uh, happy hour meetup. Sounds like a lot of fun. Why not happy hour, dude? Try some beers. We'll get, get, some, get drunk and make some bad decisions. Well, We'll see if the bad decisions come. That doesn't always go. Well, I'm single, so I can make some bad decisions. Yeah, by all <laughs> means. We'll watch. We'll, we'll support you in that. <laughs> you almost said we'll watch. <laughs> well, look, man. I mean, I'm, I'm drinking, uh, you know, uh, you know, Kermit the Hop. You sick bastard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let's close this out. Are we good? We are good. All right. So thanks for tuning into the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and, of course, Swotor Network. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and, of course, keep the positive or negative ratings coming on the social media. And we appreciate that. And audibletrial.com slash usual podcast or become a patron on Patreon. We would definitely appreciate that as well. All right, man. Any final words? Streaking through Comic-Con, anything like that? Are we good or what? Yeah, what is it? You streaking through Comic-Con? You want to watch me make bad decisions? (laughs) It's all about you? I thought we decided it's already all about that bass. (laughs) I think that might be the name of the show. (laughs) Actually, I think we call it Bubble Bass. Awesome. Anyway, dude. All right. So with that, we will see you all next week. Bye, everybody.